Today I'm at Algoma University. I'm in Dave's office and I'm going to meet a woman who does immersive Anishinaabe Ojibwe language classes. So uh, I can attend and watch her stories. And uh, she uh, developed an app for the iPhone uh, with some people, I think, here uh, in the uh, bioscience building. There's a place where they develop apps. So I'm guessing that's where she, she did it. And um, today was a strange day because I was kind of all over the place. Um, just meeting people here and there and uh, doing a little bit of work. A little bit of talking, a little bit of seeing people, you know, hanging out. And uh, I went for lunch and came back. And Dave was in a meeting and he came back home. We kind of crossed each other. And um, there's also talk of um, maybe a strike coming for the part-time faculty because we're, we were asking for steps, salary steps, and that's not going to happen apparently, and we have so many satellite um, campuses, um, and those are ran by sessionals, so part-timers. So these people want money, basically, or to work towards money, that's the idea of steps, like at least you're working towards improvement. You know, like you feel like your situation can improve and it's it's more hopeful a situation than just uh, being locked in to um, some kind of battle for better uh, salary because we get paid per course. We get $5,700, uh, $5, something like that, per course. And we're the lowest paid. We're always the lowest paid. So um, I thought one day I was sitting here and I went on the internet and I looked at salary conditions for part-timers and I saw that some universities offered different rates, different salaries for different types of professors, like, for example, in um, like some kind of engineering or architecture program or something that's completely different. So, and they had steps in, in their programs, in their salary tables, whatever they're called. So, I talked to uh, our representative here and he said that that had been asked before and that was rejected right off the bat. But I made a case, I just kept trying to ask, well, maybe that's a good thing, you know, they're not going to, we knew from the start that uh, they weren't going to give us more money, so... Uh, you know, 
it's really the erosion of education that's happening because you know if you believe in in your system then support your system you know like um PhDs are getting less and less opportunities to have a job and universities are hiring more sessionals in order to keep programs going. Now I'm seeing it from my perspective. I'm not an administrator but um, it seems to me that um, if you have people that are around and they've proven that they can work and they can do the job, um, you know, um, maybe if if you if you give them some kind of help, they'll go and get a PhD if that's what they need to do. But why does it have to be so difficult all the time? I don't know. I seems like there's room for people who want to learn and room for people who want to teach and considering that so much money goes to war or to exploitation of all kinds of resources we're the resource here our knowledge is the resource we're the resource I want to teach French in different ways. Why don't you? Why can't I teach French and have a full-time job teaching French? You know, I don't. I want to teach painting, so maybe that's gonna work for me. Painting and French together. to walking with our sisters and um, that's uh, a commemorative exhibit I've been talking about it um, that commemorates 600 um, murdered and missing women that our government is not doing anything and there are 1200 uh, vamps representing those 600 women I thought it was 12,000 <laughs> but I was wrong um, and that's going okay. Yeah, so uh, walking with our sisters made me think about all kinds of things, like the friend that I made in Newfoundland, Marisha Morningbull, and how we organized um, a Mi'kmaq dance and like feast and get together to celebrate the culture. I did at Grenfell College, and that was great. And we, we have been friends since then. Um, I saw her on Facebook. I wish she could be here. Yeah, Marisha was a really strange lady that uh, never really finished her sentences and... Um, but was always very creative and kind. She has, she has two beautiful long braids, and she wears beautiful clothes, traditional clothing. 
She came to Newfoundland, she told me, because she wanted um, her kids to be away from the reserve ment mentality. She wanted them to be uh, safe from that. And uh, they got into trouble anyway a couple of times because they would be out in the in the bush uh, behind the the row housing and uh, just always outside on their skateboards. And, you know, I think that they ended up being totally fine, but um, her life wasn't easy either uh, in Newfoundland, but she really loved the university. And uh, she introduced me to the first, my first sweat lodge. I went there with her. And then I moved to Ontario, and I met uh, some students, especially Laura, uh, who uh, learned French with me. She wanted to become a French teacher, and she had such an incredible uh, energy. She had beautiful, a beautiful personality that was so suited for children and like very vibrant and strong and funny so I thought her skills aren't that great but her ener energy is wonderful and she'll she'll do some good with the children so I tried my best to teach her and another uh, woman and they passed their test eventually, both of them, and um, she um, told me about her friend Joe, who was at Garden River, and I started going and doing uh, sweats, and if it hadn't been for those, I wouldn't, wouldn't be as balanced, I guess, as balanced as I can be, you know, but I wouldn't be as good as I am now, like, I was, like, somehow, I, I'm always saying, like, sorry about that, <laughs> um, when I'm talking and expressing my feelings, I often say, like, <laughs> so, um, I guess that's the thing people want to portray. They want to portray a person who can give speeches without stuttering or mumbling or coming back on their thoughts. My, as you know, <laughs> as you are no doubt aware, my mind takes different turns and my tongue slips. <laughs> so... Anyway, um, I went to uh, that sweat lodge, and um, I'm not spiritual. I don't believe in the Creator or in Allah or in God, but I think that we can do good around us, and I think it's possible. And if the sum of all people are trying to do good, then we end up with pretty good place to be and uh, so 
it's not easy every day. We have moods and we have jealousies and we have like really, really uh, basic emotions that drive us and anger and um, so I'm going to go to that uh, workshop that language immersive uh, gathering soon class and uh, I'll let you know about it oh yeah I wanted to say Anish Nagit Anish Anish Nagedi. I think that's what it is. It's how are you uh, in uh, Ojibwe? And I wanted to say Miigwech, that means thank you. And Anin, that means hello. Bojo, that's another way to say hello. And Gishkatak is cedar. Sema is tobacco. And there you go. Learn some stuff that I'm sharing with you. Bye for now.